Hey, greetings, everybody. This is Adil. Uh, we are at Hypergate Podcast, and uh, today we are uh, going to speak with Akshay Dipali. He's from Austin, Texas. He's the founder of uh, Nash uh, AI. It's uh, it's also a SaaS platform that helps uh, organizations better manage their uh, culture to cultivate the best. Uh, culture into their uh, employees, team members. So it's it's pretty interesting. Once we first uh, first got to know about Nash, and of course Akshay is is uh, his journey. So thank you very much, Akshay, for taking the time. Hey Adil, thanks for having me. It's really great. Cool, love that. So starting off, I, I was looking at your prior background. Um, you know, ever since you started uh, early from twenty uh, two thousand. Uh, Eleven slash twelve, like as as a co uh, operating engineer at an engineering more on, on the enterprise side as an engineering firm, and uh, yeah. then you you had certain experiences uh, on the advisory role as well as uh, some of the uh, AI powered uh, technologies. Of course, back then in twenty eighteen, when Chat GPT and all these uh, generative AI was not at that uh, at that uh, evolution as it is now. Uh, could you walk us through uh, your entire experience specifically uh, in the AI advising for different uh, startups over the past, uh, of course, more than a decade now, and how it all leads back to you founding a platform uh, such as Nash? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, first thing, Adil, uh, I think I need to uh, you know let everyone know whoever is listening to this uh, is that... Uh, I am not a technical person at all, uh, so I don't know how to code. Uh, but I do know uh, the technical language is just enough to get the work done. Um, one thing that I always had uh, in uh, even growing up is like, I, I think I was able to look at a technology and then say that, hey, that could be the future. I see that this is something that's going to be very important in the future. Uh, so we actually started building um, AI APIs uh, back in the day, a long time ago. Uh, but of course, the data and all that was very difficult uh, to come by. And you know we didn't have the funds to really um, go with it. We, we, we were not able to develop a lot of APIs, just one or two things that we were able to develop. Um, we ran with that. We even had a few customers. Uh, but then some of our clients started asking if, uh, you know, specific use cases for those uh, AI APIs. And um, one of the use cases was uh, in the HR tech. Now, when they asked in the HR tech, it was purely from the HRMS point of view, like, you know, managing payroll or hiring talent and things like that, uh, passing through, you know, hundreds of resumes that the HRs get. Uh, but eventually what I saw was a gap uh, in the employee engagement or the employee experience space. Uh, and I quickly connected with it because in my previous work experience, uh, you know, I was a victim of bad culture. So I know how it affects someone. Um, you know, long term, it was kind of stuck in my head that, hey, this this experience that I had was really bad. I wish nobody went through it. And then um, my dad actually went through a similar experience, but 10 times worse. And that's when it really triggered me that I need to do something. 
So using what we already had, uh, looking at the gap, the lack of AI in this space, um, we started to, uh, you know, uh, conduct market research, interview HRs and CXOs and employees uh, to gain perspective on the ground reality uh, about what they feel uh, regarding uh, employee experience. And then we really saw that there is a huge disconnect. And that's where Nash, uh, you know, uh, came into play. That's how Nash was born. Mm, very, very, very interesting. It's uh, It's not just about uh one use case one technology one moment or a day it's it's a long like six seven years of journey where you not only realized it you have uh basically lived with it yourself as an employee on the other yeah. side of the table so i mean Absolutely. i was looking at uh, nash when i first uh encountered uh, it, i mean it is so powerful to analyze the psychology of your uh let's say team or individual and uh, tailor the technology, uh, you know, that is AI powered and intelligent uh, to make it uh, make it pleasant for them and make an impact into their day to day, which is so, on a use case from a use case standpoint, it is a huge addressable market as well as, uh, uh, you know, a huge gap. Uh, as we spoke to a yeah. lot of uh, employee retention uh, products in, in that uh, serving in that category, we just uh, a few weeks ago we met Sendoso. They're helping with employee retention by engagement uh, via digital cards, gift cards. You know they they are uh, more of a uh, sending management platform. So it's yeah. just about uh, making sure that uh, you know you get it right. So I did see on your website it's it's, uh, it's diagnosing uh, stage. So could you help uh, our audience understand? Uh, how does that uh, diagnosing stage work in the beginning yeah, when it comes absolutely. to you know analyzing? Yes, uh, it's actually a very important piece of uh, you know employee experience. Uh, you mentioned Sendoso. See, Sendoso is something uh, different. They're doing something different out of the box for the employees, correct? Uh, and that's exactly what we wanted to do. When we looked at how the companies uh, right now understand people or uh, diagnose or identify people challenges we saw them them doing only one thing that is uh conducting long boring deadbeat annual employee satisfaction service um almost everyone did it all the way from small companies to big fortune 500 fortune 100 companies they had this one long survey every year and then based on that the hrs would change policies and take calls uh, regarding employee experience. Well, I mean, we are humans, right? We go through a lot of things every day. Uh, how are you going to gather feedback just once a year and then uh, determine HR policies for all the employees for the whole year? It just doesn't seem right because, you know, let's say I was having a bad day. Um, and this is the same day that the HR sends me uh, an employee yearly employee satisfaction survey. Now, my responses in the survey is going to reflect my emotion on that day, not as a whole experience, but what I'm, I'm going through that day. And that just didn't seem right. We had to gather information in real time, identify and diagnose problems in real time, and resolve them in real time. And while doing this, uh, in real time, we had to find patterns and anomalies. Patterns just like if I gave a negative review, is that a review that I gave just today? Or every time I'm asked 
to give a review. Um, and that's where we started finding patterns. And that's how we identify challenges, in fact. So what Nash does is sends out uh, micro surveys. I, I hate to call them surveys because we are not a survey platform, but then that's the best way to gather feedback from the employees is by asking questions just once uh, uh, every few days. But asking questions, just uh, asking just one or two questions, not bombarding them 50 questions or 100 questions a year. But let's say I ask you one or two questions, uh, uh, probably once a week. Uh, Adil, you wouldn't be, you know, too worried about answering those, right? I'm barely asking 20 seconds from you. And that's exactly what we do. So we ask questions more frequently, but because we are more frequent, uh, we ask questions uh, just once or twice. Uh, one or two questions. We ask a lot of open-ended questions, and that's where uh, the AI plays a big part because people write responses, and these responses have to be analyzed, the emotions, the uh, sentiments behind it, the behavioral analysis part. Uh, that's where the AI comes in, and um, that's how we gather feedback in uh, real time and identify challenges in real time. That's the... I have a question, Akshay. Uh, yes, I get an idea that you built it on a generative AI backend. Like, of course, you have overlap your own databases on top of it, which is quite yeah. smart. As for my understanding, you're taking some data points from employees to uh, gauge their intent or maybe patterns, and then you're trying to, uh, you know, build some sort of uh, data science on top of it. Like, can you? Is that is that something? Yeah, uh, we are building on the back end of the technology that works. Yes, we are, but this is just the 30% of what the product does. The big chunk of what the product does is what happens after this. So, uh, you know, I, if you recall, I said that I conducted these extensive interviews with HRs and CXOs. What I found out was 92% of the HRs had no idea what to do once they conduct the survey. They are sitting on all this data, but what needs to be done with that data? 92% of them have no idea. So that's the big problem that we actually solve at Nash that nobody does. Uh, in fact, we we have combined AI and psychology. So the challenges that we have identified through asking questions, um, we take those challenges, then um, our algorithm comes up with solutions to those challenges in the form of small action items or nudges. And we send these nudges to relevant people within the organization. It could be either the employees, or the managers, or HRs, or even CXOs. So depending on what the problem is, how mm -hmm. serious or how big the problem is, okay. then people within the organization get I got you. I got yeah. you. So in an organization, of course, you can absolutely predefine, like uh, in a nutshell, you have like 20 different industries. Across those, you have 150 different teams, range of different teams that have different roles. Uh, out of those roles, they have different expectations. Uh, work-wise and then on person level they have different uh, I would say they would want people like of different traits that is something that you can uh, you can definitely predefine but uh, when it yeah. comes to human when it humans when it comes to people um, they change all the time and yeah. uh, you know how you're dealing with uh, with these uh, personal traits that uh, people develop uh, out of different experiences they have on their on their daily lives uh, you know, how are you trying to make it efficient in terms of, uh, you know, giving responses and giving uh, outcomes uh, out of these uh, surveys that you're talking about? Yeah, so that's 
a good question adil so we don't tell them what to do by giving them just one action item we give them seven or eight action items they get to choose whichever they are comfortable executing because these action items some of them require people to be uh, you know outgoing um, but not everyone is outgoing there are introverts as well so we have action items the action items that we suggest uh, they are all across board uh, so the uh, outgoing action item something that uh, people can execute if they are an introvert or they think they are an introvert uh, things that they can do through email or things that they can actually walk up so these are all suggestions uh, that um, we give and people will definitely connect with one or two of them uh, which they may find comfortable to execute mm very interesting I love the way you made it so simplified uh, towards answering this because this is just a layman question. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I've been no, so <laughs> asking random questions. So, looking at your team, uh, you're a team of about uh, five to six people, including yeah. uh, you co-founders. Okay, so uh, you've started back a few years back. Is it right? Uh, yes, three to four years back. Yeah, three, so yeah, three years. Where you guys are. Mm-hmm. where you guys at at this moment as a business not just yeah so the product as a yeah uh, so even though we started 3 years ago we didn't really launch 3 years ago we launched uh, about uh, almost 2 years ago uh, the initial first year was us doing the research and all that uh, but since then um, the first few months was very difficult uh, because uh, you know i'm not nhr i don't come from that background so i had trouble uh, connecting with uh, the hr people but uh, right now we are at a stage uh, where we have come out of it we are uh, we have a user base present in three uh, continents uh, the america uh, europe uh, and asia um, we have we are a global company we have clients in um, us uh, india and we have partnerships in um apac and uh, emea regions as well and we are looking to expand greatly uh, in the next few months there oh very interesting and actually uh, looking at uh, you know uh, the industry and category that you're serving in how do you think like uh, in terms of go to market how you want to expand and position your product going forward right now is of course you have handful of customers which is good you have proven your and validated your uh, you know your solution which is fine but on a scale uh, for a category like this we, i mean i personally haven't uh, found a platform that is working towards psychology like a saas platform for tech companies or uh, employees uh, in the in the it industry so yeah. what kind of uh, expectation and what kind of plans you have towards expansion so um one thing that i have uh, seen that's really working for us is the one to many strategy so uh, we have been integrating with a lot of hrms companies um and uh, through them we sell to their clients uh, and they sell us to their clients because we become uh, the hrms extension or an upselling opportunity for them so on the revenue sharing basis this has been working really well for us so uh, i've been partnering with a lot of these um, uh, hrms companies who do not have this employee experience vertical and they don't have the bandwidth to build that vertical because they have a lot going on with all the other mm-hmm. modules so i plug in perfectly 
you know, I enhance their product, uh, make it white labeled. It looks just like an extension of their product. Um, and it works for us as well because I get a direct uh, entrance into all their clientele. So this is one of the strategies that mm -hmm. I have recently started. Yeah, I mean, that is, yeah, that is a community uh, partnerships and uh, network partnerships, which is really good. So yes. let me ask you this, uh, Akshay, if you are yeah. tapping into, of course, uh, you may not have uh, competitors that are serving in the same way as you are, but you will have, you'll find a lot of SaaS companies, small, mid-size, even uh, medium-sized, medium enterprise companies that are serving the same customers. They are working towards employee retention, oh, yeah. uh, which is a very big, big problem, like, starting from Google to Microsoft, it is uh, a very huge uh, problem that they are facing towards employee retention. So are you open to okay. doing partnership with these SaaS companies of any size that are uh, serving in the employee retention space to you know, maybe have sort of augmented uh, integration or maybe you can work as joint ventures or maybe you know a lot of them might reach you out to acquire, you know, talking about companies like Salesforce and yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a possibility. Uh, yeah. Venice. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, thinking of uh, finances, like you guys self-funded as uh, as to this day, or you're trying to, you know, looking for funds to raise your round or something? Yeah, we have raised a small pre-seed amount uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, and... Mm -hmm. uh, with that money, we went from uh, ideation stage to where we are today. Uh, and from here, we okay. are almost uh, almost very near to breaking even. So I hope I break even in the next couple of months. Uh, but parallelly, yes, I'm uh, looking to raise funds, but because very we are very close to breaking even, uh, I'm being very picky mm -hmm. of uh, who I work with. Uh, yeah, I did yeah, take absolutely. a few make sure you, calls. You made a... Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah go ahead right. so, yeah I was just saying that I'm, I'm I'm being picky because of that and also it's it's actually both ways because I'm also being picky and also 2023 the market the funding market has been very slow so I actually got a lot of calls last year compared to this year and this year the calls that I'm getting the messages I'm getting on LinkedIn or the people that I'm approaching myself um, you know it has been uh, you know, less compared to last year, but yeah, I'm being picky because of the situation where I'm in right now. Okay, if if you are to raise your next fund, is that going to be uh, the seed funding or Series A? I think it will be seed funding um, because seed. we raised kind of a pre-seed. Yeah, it, it, I think it will be seed. You already funding. have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, uh, looking at your growth metrics as uh, as of today. Uh, could you also help us understand how many paying customers you have? I mean, you can give us a ballpark rough idea. You can also tie it to the revenue if you want, uh, whatever works. Yeah, we have about uh, total customers somewhere around 35 or 40, um, and about half of them are paying uh, customers. Uh, the customers who are paying, they include uh, customers as small as 45 employees and as big as uh, 9,000 employees. So uh, oh. it's a wide range. Yeah, yeah, but it is good that you have you have uh, customers initially that are using the platform that extensively. 
with that big of a team yeah the, is, uh, the, the first year uh, we, we didn't make any money because i just gave away the product for free for one whole year because we had to validate the product that's just the journey that we have to go through now that the product is validated uh, you know um, a lot of the uh, free customers uh, became our paying uh, customers Well, in fact, we lost only one customer. Uh, you know, everyone, almost everyone else, became uh, paying clients after that. Oh, that's very, very interesting. That's a great sign of a great product and product that delivers value. So now uh, we're just uh, up on time. Last question I would have is regarding your own team and how you're staying on top of uh, your customer uh, journeys. So are you using yeah. any kind of technologies to stay on top of data, their uh, their usage patterns for your own customers? Uh, if so, how you're tracking all of those and uh, you know how you're ensuring success of uh, your customers as well as uh, success of their course retention uh, overall for, from a re- revenue standpoint as well. So could you explain on that? Yeah, I use a bunch of tools uh, to... Uh you know automate my uh, email and linkedin outreaches i use apollo uh, to maintain uh, the leads i use crms like uh, pipe drive uh, then for product management uh, and the onboarding uh, processes i use clickup uh, and uh, i use uh, airtable for a lot of a uh, bunch of other different things including like finances and some of operations and all those things but yeah i mean uh, you know founders life we always are surrounded by a bunch of tools so yeah i mean i mean i and also yeah i mean i, I like, like the fact notion, yeah. yeah i yeah. like the fact that you have integrated tools that are well mature like clickup in, in the names of airtable uh, and yeah. and these are, you said notion for documentation as well Yeah, Notion, Notion for documentation. Yeah. Oh, cool. We're also using Notion. Cool. So yeah. I, I was I was more concerned about how you're uh, staying on top of your customers' usage patterns to ensure, of course, the uh, onboarding adoption to the platform and, of course, retention uh, to the platform of some of the paying customers and even uh, active users that they have altogether around 50, as you said. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, given the nature of the product uh, we have actually developed those tools in house uh, because we have to measure a lot of things uh, and uh, uh, few of our clients we have also um, you know incorporated our solution on premises on their cloud uh, given their internal policy so that bars us from using any third party tools so we had we were kind of forced to build these tools internally and deploy it on their servers as well and that's what we are using for everyone now mm. that makes sense because uh, you have this kind of uh, you know product where you work with cross functional uh, software that also sit with your customers and it's so right. uh, it, a lot of times it's impossible for you to you know uh migrate all of that information or capture all of that information uh from your customer uh from a data uh security uh standpoint as well absolutely yes yeah so akshay it was real nice uh, meeting you we had a really uh, good conversation getting to know you your journey your product where you guys heading and how uh you know how interesting this technology can be at scale so i wish you really good luck uh for for the years to come Thank you so much Arjun it was really great to be on this podcast uh I really enjoyed speaking with you uh if, if I ever get a chance to do this again I would do it 
once again maybe at a mature stage uh, but it was yeah definitely we have like a big yeah. uh, email list we follow up with the products that are evolving rapidly very in very quick succession that are raising funds and of course funds give you a lever- leverage of uh, you know moving fast and smart so we always yeah. uh, will definitely keep keep an eye out for for you guys love that thank you so much have a good rest of the day akshay take care you too bye bye yeah bye bye